0: Ali Mocha Robbie, equity analyst at Morningstar. Ali, it, it's unbelievable as we look at what's going on here. Great moves for both of these names. And let's start with Twitter. I, I see that it's up about one percent, but adding on subscribers, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Adding on subscribers and uh, Nicole, it's it's what's very impressive is that the monetization of those subscribers continues to improve. So you know these guys are actually uh, having a more balanced or on their way to having a more balanced mix of different uh, ad offerings uh, for the advertisers. So, you know, we're thinking with the economic recovery, of course, you know, brand or broad-based advertising is coming back onto this platform, which they have continued to excel at. But, uh, you know, given the fact that their the direct response advertising or targeted advertising took a lot last year due to the pandemic... Uh, I think these guys are pretty well positioned to continue to uh, uh, to have double digit uh, top line growth going forward.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. We always talk about the monetizable daily active users, and whatever happened to the story of paying for Twitter? Right? They were going to have different subscription models. Um, any thought on that?
1: Yeah, I think I think they're working on that, um, as you probably heard. They uh, uh, they have Twitter Blue in a couple of markets. I think it was like uh, Canada and Australia. So they're looking uh, to see how the, um, Twitter Blue is going to perform in those markets, and uh, hopefully, of course, launch them in additional markets in the future. Uh, so that's one example. Uh, you know what? What I'm wondering about is why isn't TweetDeck already uh, subscription based? Because there are a lot of really really good features uh, on that platform in terms of managing content. And, and actually Twitter users being more, uh, uh, professionally, uh, man, uh, more professionally managing the content and distributing the content. Uh, so that's, that's one thing we're curious about. But in terms of actually moving to ad, non-ad type of revenue model, uh, I think they're progressing well. Uh, it should be taken very slowly because you certainly don't want to cannibalize uh, the ad users and or ad sales. Uh, but I think the future looks good for them. Now, in terms of whether it's going to replace or it's going to represent a higher percentage of total revenue for Twitter, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think uh, ad revenue uh, going forward is still going to represent uh, you know, 85% or above total, uh, total ad revenues for these guys.
0: Yeah, I see an $85 target from Susquehanna this morning up from $70. So some optimism there. And as you just said, you know, a professional is really using Twitter. You know, the direct audience of Snap is so different from that of Twitter. And maybe there is some crossover because there are some teenagers on Twitter, but you'll say plenty on Snap, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You'll say uh, play on Snap. You'll say to interact with your friends uh, on Snap. Um, And and those things are very attractive for advertisers. Of course, as you know, that's what brings in the the revenue for for Snap. Uh, So, you know, if you look at some of the features they've added, for example, on Snap Map, where you can actually uh, uh, inform your friends, you know, which restaurant and or which bar you're at, you know, that's, that's more of a very effective word of mouth type of marketing, which really attracts local businesses. So I think that's just one example of how Snap is actually continuing to attract more direct target advertising uh, in addition to the brand and broad based advertising. And similar to Twitter, uh, you know, that user monetization was was very, very impressive uh, in their Q2 numbers. And uh, with Snap, you know, we think uh, that that top line growth is going to continue to uh, to be pretty impressive going forward the next uh, five to ten years.
0: Ali, are you surprised to see more than a 20% move for SNAP today? I mean, you know, that's a big move.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, you know, our valuation or fair value estimate of SNAP before the, before the earnings was $68. So, you know, we, we expected at least a 10% move. But, yeah, but now a 20% move and we upped our valuation to $74. It's uh, trading a little bit above that. Uh, so, so, yeah, uh, pretty surprised. I think uh, one thing that the market needs to keep in mind is that the numbers look very good. Of course, part of it was because of the pandemic, which had created very uh, easy comps uh, for the company. Uh, But what the market needs to keep in mind is that even with you know even expecting that over 50 percent or 49 to 50 percent five-year average revenue growth going forward that's probably already priced in. I mean, it's trading at amazing EV sales and uh, EV EBITDA multiples. Uh, so, so I, I think uh, we're thinking it's a little bit overvalued right now, I guess, or at least at the level of the trading effort.